This show is brought to you by Lewis Peters State Farm, agency representing the number one auto and home insurer in the United States for more than 60 years combined experience in the insurance industry. Local agents that understand South Florida's unique market, you have access to them 24-7, walk in, call in, click in through lewispeters.com. You can find them online on social media at Peters, or you can call at 305-275-5585. Remember, lewispeters.com. This show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a revolutionary new daily fantasy game whereby you pick two, three, or four players to go over or under their fantasy point projections, and if you're correct, you win. Pick two or more players from the same sport or league or go cross leagues for your parlay. Use the promo code 5, that's F-I-V-E, 5, and receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. But first, sign up at prizepicks.com to start winning today. Welcome to Three Yards Per Caddy, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf, and Simon. And we're on, and this is an emergency podcast. Of the Three Yards Per Carry podcast, I'm Alfredo Arteaga. Chris Kaufman is here, as promised. Simon Clancy is not here because, I don't know, I, I think he's searching for reinforcements for our Twitter war of the past day. But this is an emergency podcast, and we're here to talk about the development of Emmanuel Ogba. He's been great off the edge, Chris. And, oh, no, that's not what we're talking about, right? Did they announce uh, something? I think so, but you know what? Um Twitter and and our news moves so quickly. I've already forgotten why we're having an emergency podcast. Yeah, I think it's about wasn't that like five weeks ago? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Feels like it. Well, news was earlier today. Earlier today. I'll I'll go ahead. I'll spoil it. Okay. Earlier today it came out and actually, you know, the, the right away, like people were coming at me on Twitter, like, you know, Ooh, Simon Lancey find out about this. <laughs> I was like, Oh, so the podcast last night that I missed must've been lit. <laughs> um, but it, yeah. So, uh, so the, <laughs> it's like, it's people though, what you have to understand is Simon's the one that actually broke this to me. Like he said to me, the Dolphins are starting to a tongue of Ilo. He's now the starter. And the first words I, I, I told him were shut the F up. <laughs> I was just <laughs> like, you know, quit, you know, quit pissing on my leg um, and tell me it's raining. And that's not, that's not true. I didn't believe him. And, um, and then I looked on and, you know, Adam Schefter confirmed it. Cameron Wolf con- of ESPN confirmed it. You know, so, so, tons of people were all over this. I was like, wow, I just, I can't believe that's true. I can't believe that that's happening. I mean, we've said, and I've said many, 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 many times, uh, whatever the over or under is, take the under. Yes. You know, on on when when you see him play. And by the I way, mean, that's, that's recorded, guys. Like you could go in, you could go into our archives that's, and uh, it's recorded like fifty times. I mean, yes. <laughs> but and we have, but Chris, yeah, I mean, we have Chris saying on record, week four or five. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was thinking. I mean, we we're both thinking more like five. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I, although I was convinced that if we had a preseason, that it was going to be apparent by the end of preseason, hey, this is the guy, <laughs> you know? Well, right. If we had a preseason, but we didn't clearly. And and that was, that factored into, into our thinking, I think. Um, but I mean, 
listen, we've heard these people talking about it, right? We've heard, and, and first it was like, we're going to draft them, but we're not going to play them in 2020, right? That, mm-hmm. that was the thing like at the draft time. Okay. He's going to sh- sit in a box for, for the whole year um, because of this injury and, you know, everything uh, keep him hermetically sealed um, and out of trouble. So, and then it was like, well, you know, maybe the last game or something like that, he gets in, you know, if it's a meaningless game or something like that. And, and all the while I'm like, take the under, take the under, take the under. And it it's like, okay, well maybe he'll get in, in December, like at the beginning of December play, he'll play through the month of December. And I'm like, take the under. And then some people are like, well, maybe, maybe even November a little bit. Bottom line is Brian Flores is who he is. He plays young guys. That's what he does. He gets young guys out in the field because he wants it to pay dividends later. That's what he's doing with. That's what he was doing with Noah Igbenogany, uh, replacing Byron Jones and putting him on on an island all those first couple of weeks. Uh, that's what he was doing with Brandon Jones, getting him out there, and you know it didn't look pretty at times. And he's already this game. I mean, you might have talked about it with Simon. Uh, on the podcast the Jets game I mean he made some plays Brandon Jones did Um, so you know this is what he does he gets the young guys out there and he's like I want I want to get the young guys out there so that it pays dividends later and um, and so that's that's one of the reasons I kept being like you know take the under on this and um, it's unfortunate that it had to happen even though Ryan Fitzpatrick had really won three out of the last four um but you know, hey, that's that, them's the breaks, man. They, he always he always knew he was a placeholder. Yeah, so. it's it's not show friends, it's show business. Yeah, okay? right. And um, as Joe Shad, you know, our uh, one of our allies in this Twitter, this very sad Twitter fist. Oh, no, we'll get to that later too. Yeah, that we had today. You know, it was it really was it really was when you were talking about it was uh, a, it was a shit fight and <laughs> unfortunate. You know, I I always hate I hate getting drawn into those, but oh. yes. Yeah, you guys. I, I was telling you before the the podcast that you were Pakistan and India. You and Jeff Schwartz, yeah, <laughs> off to the side while while we're listen, duking it out over here. You yeah, know. and and I thing is, I you know I I respect Jeff Schwartz immensely. Um, but he's not, he's not, he, he's trying he's trying to play this and play a game that I'm not playing. You know, in in terms of like, oh, you think you're going to teach me all all O line play or stuff like that? I'm not, that's not what I'm doing at all. And you know, and actually, what I tried to do is just come in and be like, you know, hey man, I'm, I'm sorry if things looked a little hot. You know, I'm part of three yards per carry. I'm I'm sorry if things looked a little hot there um, with with our guys and and some of your people. Um, but you know, Jeff Schwartz did say something like he was he's like, hey. Um, if an all offensive line is supposed to be, you know, not terrible, there's, there's usually some metric that shows it, right. There's usually some, uh, incredible, uh, statistic or something like that that shows it. And then he goes on a site and is like, PFF ranks them here and, you know, uh, football outsiders ranks them here and stuff like that. And, um, and so I was like, okay, well, I, I get that. And at the same time, um, maybe you didn't know this, but the Dolphins offensive line ranks number one in the NFL in sacks allowed, you know, per snap. Mm-hmm. I mean, per, per pass snap. And I, 
I, I certainly don't think Jeff Schwartz knew that. And I certainly don't think Dan Orlovsky knew it or Mina Kimes knew that. Um, it, so it does kind of remind me of well, who was it? Um, who was it that uh, was it Colin Coward when he said that the Miami Heat can't shoot? Yes. Yes. You know, it, it, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Let's let's be, let's <laughs> no, be fair. Not. I'm not not saying that not saying the Dolphins offensive line is like great or anything like that. And that, that's kind of the point. The, the point is these people keep trying to like exaggerate what we're saying, you know, to play these games. They're yes. going to play these games. They're dissembling, right? They're 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 trying to, oh, you know, teach me, you know, let me let me learn from you, like and, and like they're trying. What they're really doing is dissembling. They're like, you know, they're trying to. They got other motives, and they're they're just like, you know, tweeting for this or that. But they they say things like, you know, oh, you think they're so great, and I'm like, well, I'm not saying they're great. I'm not saying they're good even personally. I'm not saying they're good even. Um, you know, I think probably about average and and certainly not don't deserve to be uh singled out and said you know they're they're the worst offensive line or one of the worst offensive lines in the league and and they shouldn't put to it and because he's going to get murdered behind that offensive line um i just Which don't was think exactly what they said and i know that right tried to and that's where you took issue bit. and that's where all of this started from but we're going to get into that in a little bit. So let's just wrap up this, this tool starting business uh, here quickly. What do you think that they saw? Because in, I'll give you my opinion first. My opinion is that they really like this team. I think they like this team. They, they feel as if this bye week is going to get the team a little bit healthier. And they see a chance to stack some wins. Yep. And they want to make a run at a playoff spot. And after watching Buffalo the last two weeks, and I was just mm -hmm. on a Buffalo podcast, and they just, you know, they flat out told me, look, we're looking at you guys with our side eye, and we're saying, are these guys going to lap us? Are these guys going to pass us? They're thinking about yeah. it. So if they're thinking. Listen, Buffalo, Buffalo fans have a mindset. Buffalo fans have a mindset, right? Yeah, that, it's, that a, a it's not the mindset that you. Yeah, it's not the mindset that you that you would think with like all these fans. It's not like Lakers fans, like we're better than everybody. Yes. Um, it's it's a different mindset with but it's like somebody's always gonna beat us. Like yes. somebody's always come and steal it from us. Somebody's always gonna, you know, we're always gonna screw it up in the end. Like that's a Buffalo fan. That's so all the Buffalo fans that I've ever met. <laughs> it's really, yeah. you know, I, I think it's fun, but uh, <laughs> So they're thinking, you know what? Okay, maybe we can make a run at this division title in a home game. And, so, and I know people are going to say, who cares? If you can't win a Super Bowl, what good is this? Are you going to tell me that you don't want to get the youngest team in the NFL some playoff wins. experience? And playing some games that matter in December? All of that matters. Absolutely. And I, I want think, wins. I, you know, I, I, and I think that they look at... I reject that points. whole championship or nothing. Yes, and... I think that they look at that 27 points per game number and it might feel good right now, but they're thinking, you know, if we average 29 points per game, we probably win two more games. So yeah. I, maybe they think that Ryan Fitzpatrick is leaving some plays on the field that Tua Tungavailo was going to pick up. What do you think they saw? So Chris. Why Tua? Why now? Um, you know, it's, it, it fits right into what I've been saying about, um, about how, uh, Brian Flores likes to get the young players in so that it pays dividends later. I think he has to be looking at, we've been pretty good with Ryan Fitzpatrick at, 
at the helm. And I think that that he deserves, he deserves his credit there. Um, he's been handling the pressure, you know, speaking of this shit fight, um, he's been handling the pressure really well there. He's, he's probably the reason why they're number one in the NFL and sacks allowed and an offensive lineman sacks allowed. Right. Um, you know, he's probably a very big part of that reason because he handles pressure pretty well. Uh, he gets rid of the football quickly. You know, there, there's a lot of good things from, from him, but there's also a lot of limitations that we saw. And this is what I'd be concerned about. Cause I'm looking at the dolphins and I'm like, okay. Um, they beat the, they beat the, uh, the hell out of the Jacksonville Jaguars. They beat, um, the jets, right. I mean, 24, nothing. That's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they beat a San Francisco team with, who honestly, you know, bunch of injuries on the defense and but they uh, sure Jimmy Garoppolo they were get healthy against us. Right. Well, I'm, but they still had, they still had, I mean, they were understaffed on defense and, and on the offense, let's be honest, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo came back and looked like he came back a little too early. He was even pulled at halftime. I mean, it was, you know, it, and then we, and then we did our work against CJ Beathard and that's just not fair. So, um, I think that, I think honestly, we've beaten, we've shown that we can beat the bad teams. We can we've shown we can beat the bad teams playing bad football, but then we played the new England Patriots and we lost, we played the Buffalo bills and we lost, and we played the Seattle Seahawks and we lost. So, so the, the profile that was building of this team was one of a team that is, you know, a, we're good front runners. We get out to a lead and, um, and our defense is good at holding it. Right. Yeah. Um, which is, which is an accomplishment. You know, not every team does it. In fact, it's more common than not that teams can't do that in the NFL because you watch every week, every week, these halftime leads disappear and these games get close. Every it happens to everybody. It happens to everybody. It happens to everybody. I I was, I was in my backyard this Sunday. Okay. mm -hmm. And I'm watching the game and I look at the Ravens and I'm like, okay, that team, is absolutely terrifying. Okay, yeah. we would have no chance whatsoever if we stepped onto the field against and then what the happened? Ravens. Then they gave up four touchdowns inside of a quarter and a half. To the exactly, Eagles. Exactly, and you're and everybody's like, oh, it's just so easy once you've got a lead. You know, you just you you pin your ears back. You're gonna you're rushing the quarterback and stuff like that. It's like, no, it's not that easy. If the Dolphins have a pass rush that consistently shows that they can get after the passer and prevent that happening, which has happened in three games now, that's something. Like, put that on the board. You gotta mark that up on the board. That's not nothing. All right. So, um, so anyway, this, the profile of this team is good front runners, um, good against bad teams, uh, haven't won against good, good teams yet. Well, how's that going to work for this team in December? Have you seen the December schedule? I know you've seen the December schedule. It's yeah, ridiculous. It's hell. It's, brutal. it's hell. And that's exactly when we're going to be trying to get into the playoffs. And so we're trying to get into the playoffs in December against playoff caliber teams first off. So it's like the playoffs start early for Miami, right? Mm-hmm. And and it's like, do you want a team that, that is just good at beating the bad teams or do you want a team that's good? And that's the I think that's kind of the question that it boils down to. Because, you know, if you stick with Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's been doing well, um, but he's also showed some limitations. I think, you know, at at times people question whether his arm is a little bit out, you know, and, and, and he's not, anyway, he, he's, he's a little old. um, And 
do you want to be good at beating the bad teams or do you want to be good also at beating the good teams? And the only hope that Miami has at three and three right now, the only hope that they have, I think, is getting to a lot of experience right now at a point in the schedule where you can kind of afford it and then hoping he really trains on for that December hell run and and then and and plays like the number 5 overall pick you thought you were getting and and that's that's the hope that's that's what you got it do you do you want this fucking thing or do you not you know that's that's the question do you want to settle do you want to settle for pretty good or do you do you want to try for something better yeah and, and um and and that's it that's that's i think that's the you know, I think he's physically ready now and I think he's mentally ready now. Um, and that those are part of it. So, but otherwise I think this is get him this experience right now, get him up to speed and then hope he's hope he's everything we wanted in that December. Cause we're going to need it. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I, I know some people were saying, okay, you know, but you know, is he completely healthy? Well, you just saw him. He came into the game against the jets. And like I've been saying all day today on, on Twitter, the doctor comes out and says, okay, he's 100% healthy. He is never going to come and say he's 110% healthy. Like, he's beyond healthy. Now he's impervious, okay? He's impervious to pain. Like, he can't get hurt now. That doesn't mm-hmm. happen. So he's either cleared or he's not. And people were also saying, oh, but why against Aaron Donald? Well, first of all, Aaron Donald is the best, and he's the best player in the NFL, in my opinion. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't know. Do you agree? But you know what? But you know what? Aaron Donald, he's good. Listen, I've no, I, I, I hate to like, you know, try and yeah, I'm going to toot my own horn here. I, I, I was in love with Aaron Donald for like over two years before he even came out of college mm-hmm. when nobody knew who the fuck he was. So, um, you know, and I, I had him notched as first round talent and, and everything. Uh, I love the man, but he's not in Dominican Sioux. He's better than Sue in a lot of ways, but he's not Indomitian Sue in terms of I would fear Indomitian Sue knocking my quarterback out of the game. Yes. Like he will do that. <laughs> and I and, would you fear know, Greg Williams knocking my quarterback and we just yeah. played him. Well, right. Exactly. Um, yeah. yeah but bounties. he's a super villain. <laughs> Let's get some bounties out there. Um, but yeah, so so I would fear there are certain there are some guys out there that I'd fear that are like, hey, man, this guy might actually, you know, injure our quarterback. I don't think that Aaron Donald's going to injure our quarterback. I think he's going to sack our quarterback. I think, you know, I think two is going to take an Aaron Donald sack at one point. Um, but I don't think he's it's going to be like, you know, pummel him to the ground and and then stab him while he's down there <laughs> you know yes. like i i think i think there are some guys in the league i'd accuse of maybe being like that and and Dominic and sue being one of them but you know i don't think i don't so i don't fear i don't fear aaron donald that way yeah and i was saying on twitter i can make a case for every single team in the nfl how it would be scary to play a rookie quarterback against them but I would remind everybody, watch the games. Aaron Donald just finished playing against the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. And I would dare say he had his worst game as a pro. They beat the hell out of him. Yeah, okay. it wasn't good. I was watching that game too. And you know what they decided to do, which is kind of interesting because you never think about doing that to somebody with such a low center of gravity, but they just cut him all game. Yeah. And I guess he doesn't like that. <laughs> you know, you and, know I mean? and Miami's offensive line has actually been proficient at cutting. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an improvement. Trust me. It's like 
compared to what we've seen in previous iterations of this offensive line or even iterations of this offensive line that just never cut, you know, this line will cut and they're actually pretty good at it. There was a block Ted Karras had on that screen that went like, you know, there was a screen play that went, um, got us very close to the end zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and Eric flowers got out to block and he probably got the headline, you know, block, but there was a, a cut block that Ted Karras had to, you know, book his ass to, to get there. And he was the entire reason that screen happened. I, I, I gave him lots of credit for that, but this offensive line cuts. Absolutely. And speaking of the offensive line, you know, uh, let's play a little junior OC here. What are you trying to do? Or are you just opening up the playbook and saying, let her rip, Mr. Tagovailoa? Or, mm. or are you doing something a little bit different and easing him in with a softer playbook? Come Well, there, there can be both. There can be both. And I think, and, and I say that because I think that one of the reasons, I think there's some gamesmanship going on as far as like uh, doing this now. You know, whatever advanced scouting the the Rams did uh, before they're going to play this this game for the with the Dolphins. I mean, they have to throw it out. Yes, they have to throw it out. Like they're facing, they're not just facing a new quarterback. Now they're facing a rookie quarterback who hasn't even doesn't even have preseason tape. Right? Mm-hmm. He has five snaps last week that you can try and look at. And, and yeah, you can look at the college stuff, but that's a college offense. It's this is this is row offense. It's completely different. Um, and you can look at the Dolphins offense, but it's like, okay, now it's this completely new quarterback and he's left-handed, you yes. know, so now the throw it out. Left-handed. Yes. Throw it out. It's, it's gone. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta start over. So they're going to start over and they got two weeks to do it. And that's great. But, um, you know, so there's gamesmanship here. We're surprising them with the Tua Tunga Vilo and, and it's, it, it doesn't need to be one of those surprises. It's like, you know, oh, why did they say it now? Why didn't they waste till last minute? Well, no, it, it doesn't have to be that because there's no tape. You know, <laughs> if if you, you, you spring it on them last minute, if there's tape out there and you don't want them to find it, um, there's no tape. So so they're just going to have to be spinning their wheels to come up with a, the defensive game plan. And I think that gives Chan Gailey a, a chance to be really creative um, and creative in a way that also kind of protects Tua Tonga Bailoa. And so that's that's kind of what I expect from them. I expect them to be really creative with the run game and the screen game and you know and and the pocket movement and stuff like that. And I, I think that that's I think there's gonna be a lot of east west action and a lot of like you know counter action to try and um you know to to open things up that way. Um, I'd, I'd be surprised if it's just like, you know, Tua and the shotgun slinging it over and over again. Yeah. And I would say this after watching him in practice, uh, his progressions are real progressions. He looks for shots. He's, he looks for the big play on every play. So if he has a deeper option, he's trying to figure out a way to get it there. And on um, the two plays that I did for, for yard work on his second play, that was, a, that was high level progression. He had to look over four guys. He had to, he had to play against the zone. He had to have a clock in his head. He got rid of the ball in less than two and a half seconds and got a first down for it. So yeah, the third, the third down conversion. Yeah. To yeah. Jakeem Grant. So, yep. yeah. So I'm, I think he's ready. I had him right at two and a half seconds, by the way. 
<laughs> oh, you did, right? <laughs> I timed it. <laughs> yeah, Just... but yeah, I, I knew that as soon as Gasecki, because I, I I broke down that play on yard work, and you could see mm-hmm. it. Like he see, you could see what he's looking at. He's looking at the, the curl at the top of the screen, and it wasn't coming. Uh, no, it's actually yep. a go route at the top of the screen. Yeah, it was, he 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 went left to right, right? He went yeah. one. He, actually, I think he didn't go one, two, three. I think he actually went one, two, three, four. Um, uh, on that and and because he he did he did start left at that that go route but and then he was going to Gasecki like you said yeah but he didn't clear Gasecki didn't clear the the linebacker mm-hmm. so he didn't see the white on on you know he didn't see the white in the flat really so then you see that he whips around and he sees Isaiah Ford is in no man's land with two guys and he just yep. throws to a spot you see he throws to a spot and Jakeem Grant Fine, so the he, football. he threw, yeah, through the backside. I mean, through the backside of the rotation of the layers, basically. Yeah. So um, you know, it's it's going to be fun. <laughs> I'm telling. Yeah, you. I mean, it was it was a good play, and if I if I was nitpicking, I think he was I think he was like half a beat late. Um, but you know, I think I think he could have. I I think he could have maybe anticipated um anticipated that that backside uh opening up mm-hmm. um and and maybe gotten it there just a. And that's really nitpicking, but um, he got it there and it was a first down and it was, you know, by the way, expect, I, I do think I've been saying this whole time and maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I don't, I don't own the truth. Um, but I think that there's a good chance that Jakeem Grant's fortunes are, are up with yes. Tua starting at quarterback. I think so. And that's just, that's just because I think Tua is very accurate. You know, he's not intimidated by small strike zone. Um, and I also think he's got such good vision that I'll see him out there. And I don't, you know, maybe that's not always, listen, he's tiny, right? Jakeem is like five, six. Yes. It's, it's, it's hard to hit him. Know, yeah. You know, you know, he's small when, when Tua goes to hug him and you're like, Whoa, he's really yeah, no. small. <laughs> yeah. yeah like Tua's like towering over. <laughs> yeah. Cause Tua is like, Tua's a legit six feet tall. Yeah, about yeah. 210 pounds. He's not a small man. And actually, I thought he looked kind of small out there. You know, yeah. I was like, man, it kind of drove home the point like, hey, in other times, this would have been controversial on its own that we were getting a quarterback this small. Yes. But that's just not where we are nowadays, I guess. But, um, but yeah, so I think Jakeem Grant could, could do well. He, he gets into it. He gets into the spot between the zones quickly. He gets into everything quickly. Because yes. he's fast, yeah. So he's I, a great route I, runner, and I don't think he, he is credit for that. But he's I wonder, player. you know, because there's always got a, there's something standing in his way. Maybe you know, I don't know. Um, there's there's got to be something standing in his way, as far as his offensive uh, involvement. Do you think it's possible that he's just not that he's not very good at like um, at reading the leverage, tagging his routes, uh, you know, doing optioning that, the right that's, way you know, that, that's entirely that. possible and i think he's 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 a negative on in the run game so he's limited for the snaps that they play because if you notice if you notice this team uh, did you see who is one of our wide receivers now in the red zone matt collins is making many yeah i was gonna point that out like uh, i was i was actually gonna because I, I think it's really cool and impressive that they like find these roles for everybody Yes. Because it's clear that Mac Collins has a role in this offense, and it's like the pseudo wide receiver tight end hybrid in the red zone specifically. 
and you see there was one catch a touchdown or two yeah there was one play where they lined up with mac they lined up in 11 personnel and they used gasecki mac hollins preston williams and Devontae parker yeah and i was thinking to myself that is that is a lot of height out there of course nothing happened on the play Okay. Right. But they're using it to their advantage. And, and you can see it when they're when they're able to get the ball to other people. Like when when you're able to score the touchdowns with Durham Smythe or, you know, or uh, what's his name? Um, Adam Shaheen. Adam Shaheen, which I'm, I'm kind of stoked that we have Adam Shaheen because I really liked him coming out of college. Um, yeah, that so, trade worked out. What do we what do we trade for him? He's he's nothing, not the right? blocker. He's not the blocker that people think in my opinion, uh, or that people want to make him into. And in fact, that was where he was going to have to develop um, a lot because <laughs> he came from, he came from the FCS. I mean, God, what was the school? I forget even, you know, which Ashland. Yeah. Um, some, yeah. Some weird yeah so, <laughs> I mean, he came from the FCS. He didn't come in knowing how to block, but you know, he, he is good in the passing game. Like I think he's good in the passing game. He's very athletic. He's big. You know, he's got great wingspan and he's got, I mean, you stack them up. And I think that if Gasicki ever goes down, like that's your guy that's replacing Gasicki. I'm not saying he is Gasicki, but like, you know, that's your guy that, that will replace his roles. Absolutely. And that's where I'm actually kind of like, you know, on the tight end blocking side, because Durham Smith's a good, good blocker. Um, I kind of was, I'm like, well, at some point, I hope we bring up Chris Myrick because I know he's a really good blocker and I think that we can, you know, see him, see him in there, you know, helping out with that, that a little, little bit. And, you know, maybe, maybe it looks good. I don't know. Although Durham Smith or Smythe or whatever his name is, because now there's evidently two pronunciations, but Durham it, Smythe. He says it's Smythe. And yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to observe that. Okay. Durham Smythe is. I would say, and I rated him number one in the do your job rankings on the Dolphins. And everybody was saying, well, how the hell can you do that? You know, why don't you put X up there? I'm like, well, X makes $75 million, okay? He's a star. He's expected to do his job. I'm talking about the grunts, the real grunts. Is there anybody on the team doing their job better than Durham Smythe? I don't think there is. Yeah, like playing his role? Yes. I don't think he's missed a block this season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could, maybe you could argue some of the, maybe you could argue some of those offensive linemen. I don't know. Um, but I think you got a, you got a valid point Eric there. Rowe. Eric Rowe has a strong case. No, you're right. That that's, that's right. That's the one because his, he does have a discreet job like most of the time and it's shut down the tight end. Like, cause we play a lot of man mm-hmm. and, and he finds himself on the tight end. It's like, just go shut down your tight end. And um, he's done his job pretty well in that regard a Landon Roberts has a job that's like you know you're the run plugger and stop it and he's he's just not done it a lot of the times <laughs> yeah although he's and had some a, moments as of he's late. had moments he had a good game this year or this yes. game. and by the way uh, Sam Agubon very nice to come off the off the bench yeah I was I was excited for him that was cool yeah um and Kamagruger Hill I said it in the last podcast and I'll, I'll tell you you you're aware what he did in this game right yeah broke a bone and came back in yeah, a bone came out of his hand. Came out of his finger. <laughs> or his <laughs> and he hand, said, I guess. stitch it up. I got to finish this game. Yeah. So, yeah, Crazy. that's a tough guy. He's been that's good tough, for us. man. Yeah. yeah, he's been good for us all year. He's, he, and he, he, he kind of comes off a little bit bigger than, than his listing out there. 
Yeah. I think it's because he's lengthy, but, um, but yeah, he's, he's shown to me, like he's good. He's a good blitzer. He's got really good closing speed that way. And obviously, you know, he's kind of a nickel-ish pass cover linebacker. Um, yeah. And it's he, really fun to watch the all 22 with these guys, because mm-hmm. after watching the Patriots for 4,000 years, do all these little tricky and underhanded things <laughs> on the defensive mm-hmm. line to get guys free to rush in on your quarterback. Right. It's fun to watch the Dolphins do every single bit of it over yeah. and over and over again. Sam Aguavon had a That's play nice. on third and six. Okay. I, I, I drew it up on, on yard work where all he did was run at a, in a straight line right at the center and knock the center completely off of Chris, Christian Wilkins. And then Christian Wilkins just, ran right in on Flacco and the center was like, what mm-hmm. the hell happened? There? Why did I get hit by this guy? And sure enough, you know, so, you know, it's, it's fun to watch. The team is in a good place and now they have the future going forward. So let's get into this, uh, this little Twitter beef. That oh, geez. That I was hoping not today. I was hoping to get rid of it and get into <laughs> to throw it out. <laughs> but yeah, I asked, I asked very simply this. Okay. Why not? As some of these national types have to defer eventually. And I said it this this afternoon. I went to on a Buffalo Bills podcast. And I said, how would you guys feel if I came on your podcast and started telling you that everything you talk about the Buffalo Bills is wrong? And then I'm an expert on your team. Although it's a known fact, I'm not watching your team like you are. Yeah. You know? Right. So, like, am I going to pronounce myself uh, an expert on the Dallas Stars? Yep. No, I don't know anything about the Dallas Stars. Okay, I haven't. I, I think I've watched them play hockey maybe once all year, so I don't know anything about them. But these national media types, you know, first of all, they're the ones who jumped off the the top rope. All I all I said was, you guys have to stop saying that they have the worst offensive line in football, mm-hmm. and then now use it today to say that Brian Flores made a terrible decision because they have the worst offensive line in football. So all I asked was a very simple question. You know, either you're two, both of you are wrong, Mina Kimes and Dan Orlovsky, mm-hmm. or Brian Flores is an idiot. Pick one or the other because it has to be one or the other because you're basically saying that it's a terrible decision because they're going to get to a killed, mm-hmm. you know? And then, of course, here comes the the parade of stats and – you know, uh, I feel partially responsible because I like quoting stats myself, but yeah, not against it, you know, not against it. But in football, man, I don't, yeah, I don't no. know how much value some of these analytics have. I really don't. I really don't. I know in basketball, they have great value in mm-hmm. baseball. It's almost the entire sport, to be honest, right, with, you, honest right. with you. Definitely. But in football, man, I just. Look, uh, and I asked a simple question. I never got an answer because I never get an answer when I ask these questions because I always believe in asking questions that I know the answer to. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But I asked the question, explain well, that's, to me. That's what I accused Jeff Schwartz of, though. <laughs> you know, yes, trying, but, to, you know, trying to play games. But, yeah, you but know. I'll, I'll play my games. Go too. on. <laughs> okay, I'll play my games, too. And I asked a very simple question of PFF, and they never answered. Okay. But there was a time this season where Austin mm-hmm. Jackson had played three games. He had no penalties. He had not allowed a sack. He had allowed one hurry. He was rated the worst left tackle in football. I, I asked, how is that possible? That was just a question. Nobody ever answered. 
So, you know, I don't think how, I don't know how that's possible. I just don't know how that's possible, especially after I watched the all 22 and I watched teams mm. throw the kitchen sink at this kid and he held up for those three games. So, you know, and we're back to this thing again, where yeah, keep quoting stats, but you know, I just don't, you know, I, I don't understand what they're trying to get to, mm-hmm. you know, are they, you know, the worst offensive line in football, really like we're and, and Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, Fitzpatrick is so good at hiding their, their faults just because he throws quicker than everybody else. Like, wow. And of course it was, you know, Dan Orlovsky and Mina Kimes and it was on one side and me, Joe Shad and Kyle Krabs on the other, <laughs> you know, which made for the, the saddest street fight in the history of Twitter. But there we were. <laughs> <laughs> So say your piece, because you know you got a microphone in front of you now. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I want to go into it too much. Listen, we've all we've all watched the Dolphins for years, and this is this is all most of the fans are trying to say. Because um, I don't have a problem with experts weighing in. I I really don't, and I I respect expertise immensely, actually. Um, and I think that that's I think it's important that we do so. Um, and but, let's be clear, and, and you know we've had our issues with all of them. I think Mina Kimes does a nice job. She's entertaining. She knows yep. the game. Yep. And Dan Orlovsky, I think he understands quarterback play really, really well. He knows what he's talking about. But I'm just calling he's them out. Their, I'm calling them out on the ridiculous take, and that's it. No. I, so anyway, I, I respect expertise. I always, I always have. I always will. And I think it's important that we do so. Um, I also think that we have to respect work. Uh, and, and if you've not, you know, an expert is only as good as the work he's done on what he's talking about or he or she is talking about. Um, and so, you know, just because, just because I'm an expert on, you know, toss out anything that I think I'm an expert on, um, Mm. you know, if I'm an expert on this and then on this. I, I'm an expert on you know, risk management or something like that. And mm-hmm. um, I take a look at just like one chart and then throw out a an opinion on something. Um, like just based on, on practically nothing. Mm-hmm. You don't have to take that with the weight of expertise if I haven't studied it like an expert. An expert is an expert because they've studied things you know, for a tremendous amount of time. Mm-hmm. And, and so, and, and that's, that's what gives them the expertise. Um, you know, if, if I start commenting, you know, just BSing out of my, you know, out of my ass about, uh, about a team I haven't even watched play, then you take that with the grain of salt that it's worth. And I think that sometimes, and this is not their fault. They have to comment on 30. They have to, Come to work and, I and understand that, talk, how that works. talk like an expert about 32 goddamn teams. And, and unless you've been in that position to know where, how difficult that is, um, how impossible that is, uh, then, you know, you, you don't have that context. And, and it's just a fact, you know, so so you get these moments where it's like Colin Coward is like, yeah, but Miami, he can't shoot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or, or you Which get these moments. 180 degrees wrong. Right. So, or, or you get the, the moment where it's like, uh, yeah, but the, the Dolphins offensive line is abysmal, is awful. They're going to get to a kill. They're the worst offensive line in the league, you know, which is basically where Dan Orlovsky and, and 
Mina Kimes were coming from. And that wasn't accurate. Do you think, simple fact, do you think they knew at the time that they were saying that, do you think that they knew that the Dolphins offensive line, offensive linemen had given up the fewest sacks collectively of any offensive line, you know, on a per snap basis of any team in the NFL? Do you think they knew that? And if they did know that, would they have softened their criticism a little bit? Probably. I think they would have. And, and, you know, and I think to, if they knew that, they would have. And not to be a complete smartass, but remember that this is this was like World War Three of like two other previous wars. And one of the previous wars I had with Dan Orlovsky, you know, went about 10 or 15 tweets where he apologized because he went on TV and said that the Dolphins were crazy starting two rookies at tackle. Let that sink in. And all I responded to him was, at the time, they're only starting one rookie at tackle, Austin Jackson. Jesse Davis is playing right tackle. And he was like, well, yeah, but, you know, yeah, because Solomon Kinley kicked into right guard. I'm like, no, no, Solomon Kinley is a guard. Nope. Nope. He was never a tackle. Sorry. He was never a tackle. Try try again. And then he apologized and he goes, yeah, yeah, I I just got it mixed up, this and that. But, yeah, they're improving. He got caught with his pants down. Just don't go out there with it happens. You have to cover 32 teams. It's hard. Of course, that's going to happen. But yeah, all I ask is defer just a little bit. Look, I'm not an expert on 100 things. I'm an expert on eight or nine things. Okay. Like you can ask me about eight or nine things and I consider myself an expert on it. On this team. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm an expert on the Miami Dolphins. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) All right. I watch them every Sunday. Then I rewatch their games. I'm pretty yeah. sure that, that right, right there that cuts out about 98% of the, the population. Sure. <laughs> okay. And then always I respect, it. always respect the work. Always yeah. respect and the then, work. And I then said. I rewatch it a third time so I could cut it up for yard work. Yeah. All right. And then I try to save some time to watch other teams. Okay. And it's really, look, I will tell you right now, the other teams that I watch are the teams that are of note. Okay. If you ask me right now to tell you about the Cleveland Browns, I don't know yeah. anything, okay? <laughs> exactly. Okay. If you ask me about the Detroit Lions, okay, Matthew Stafford and them boys. All right. <laughs> I'll do some some Stephen A. Smith stuff. Galladay is good. DeAndre Swift, he's great. Huh? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because I know that DeAndre Swift played really, really good this past weekend. Okay. That's it. And That's then all sh- I know. And shitty the other weekends. Exactly. He also dropped the, the game winner in week one. But yeah. Yeah, you know, like I don't know that much, but I'll try to watch like the teams of note, you know, teams right. that I, that that are relevant right now. Okay? It's okay to defer. All right? That's all I'm saying to the national media. It's not okay to just come on here and start dismissing people like if they're complete idiots, uh-huh. you know? You know, and there was a few others. I'm not going to I'm not going to name them by name, but they're known media folks who st- I I believe crossed the line. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily with us, by the way but with other media figures down here. Right. But let them fight their own battles, okay? I'll yeah, fight that's three true. YPCs, okay? <laughs> All right? Which I think I, yeah. I did a splendid job of today. And what kills me is like, you know, there's just, there's there's not, you know, hey, we can have disagreement. Like, you know, that's cool. Um, yeah, but we're not clowns just because we ask you, like, you know, you're wrong here, okay? This is not, you know, like, I, I didn't, clown anybody or anything I, all i said is like you guys got you guys got to stop saying this because now yeah. you're repeating it over and over and over again you've had time to look this up already yeah you 
but oh well, you know. It's guess, yeah, it's 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 something. I'll tell I guess you. The Dolphins are going to have to win more games for the for these guys to start watching them. Well, you know, it's going to look really bad when the offensive line just like completely collapses and Tua gets injured because of it. Yeah, of <laughs> you know, which is what always happens, right? You no, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't really think that's going to happen, but I, I think we are, you know, with how long is Jesse Davis that left tackle actually going to work out at a, for us? <laughs> Seriously. I mean, we don't, yeah, Austin we don't think Hurry that's going to work out very long, do we? <laughs> yeah. Austin Jackson, hurry back. All right. It's yeah. Hurry, hurry back, dude. Hurry back. Um, but, and, and in all seriousness, you know, Robert Hunt, I mean, he's a, he's a rookie playing right tackle. He's on to his blind side and, who knows? There could he he could have some rookie moments. I mean, I, I said this in this Jets game. I was like, you know what? Solomon Kinley just let up his first sack yeah. in his sixth game, and it was one of it was one of it was only the second sack that the an offense that has been attributed to an offensive lineman by by PFF um, for the year. And it was you know it's like wow that's that's really something. It really is something. We've we've lived through so many awful offensive lines in Miami we are not unjustified for taking a look at this offensive line and then not letting other people just shit on them I think I think we're fine honestly yes I I completely agree you know (laughs) but but that was just fun it was fun yeah today it was all right all right that's it that's it for the special edition of three yards per carry to a Tungvaluwa starting edition. By the way, you know that he's starting on November 1st at 1 o'clock. So he's starting at 11 on 11-1 at 1 o'clock. And he wears number one. Yeah, I saw that. I thought that was cool. <laughs> it's going to be it's gonna I'm, gonna, be I'm just going to go ahead and, and get out there with this. He's throwing for 365 and four touchdowns. Oh, go for it. Just go for it, man. <laughs> I think I think he's going to be running for his life in that hole. Really? Okay. No, well, we have we have a you know there's no more shows this week. Okay. I know I know yeah. I said last night there's no show this week. We we talk to you next week, but you know we didn't know that this was going to happen today. But Aaron Donald's can, for real though. Yeah, yeah, he's really good. Like Aaron Donald. He's not going to injure like, Tua, but he is like going to like. Yeah. yeah. If he hits him, he's going to try to hit him hard, right? He'll like, he'll, you know, he'll eat. He'll 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 get some. Yes, absolutely, you know, but it'll be fun. He'll be at home. He should yep. have a raucous 13,000 there to cheer him on. But, yeah, it'll be fun, and we will talk about it in depth next week. Trust me when I tell you, okay, we will talk about it in depth. But till then. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. 